Locals in the Galapagos Islands say climate change and the current Super El Nino may be affecting local marine life and climate. The Galapagos Islands sit on the equator in the eastern Pacific Ocean, just west of Ecuador, at the confluence of three major ocean currents. My colleague, NPR News meteorologist Sven Sungard, just returned from the Galapagos Islands on a trip where he got a first-hand look at what's happening. Hey, Sven, welcome back to Minnesota, and welcome to ClimateCast. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. I wish I was returning to real winter, but uh, it's eluding us still. Yeah, and you saw a place that's pretty unique. You know, most of our audience will never see the Galapagos Islands. How would you paint a picture of the scenery and landscape there? It's kind of a lot like Hawaii, where you have a landmass that was never attached to a continent or any other islands. It sprung up out of the depths of the ocean thanks to a magma plume. And just like Hawaii, it's very isolated. But Hawaii is almost too isolated to get a lot of the species that the Galapagos did. It was just at the perfect distance from South America, where some animals were able to float there or fly there. So the giant tortoises that are that are infamous there. And because of its position on the equator and the different currents that help to uh, feed it nutrients and different temperature water uh, can really make for a unique situation and a lot of biodiversity that you'd have normally in a place like that. Sven, let's talk about the unique ocean geography there, these currents that play with each other. How sensitive is this area to even small climate shifts? People may not realize that at the equator, the trade winds blow generally east to west. That pushes that surface water that gets heated in the strong sunshine at the equator all the way to the western Pacific. And then that water sinks and goes back east at the bottom of the ocean. And that creates that upwelling or that cold, deep water is pushed up towards the surface around the islands, creating all that nutrient-rich, oxygen-rich water. And El Nino breaks that cycle down and climate change may be disrupting that as well. For an example, the giant Galapagos tortoise, a difference of just three degrees can determine whether the eggs that hatch are 90% male or 90% female. So three degrees may not seem like a lot to us, but it can have a big impact on a species like that. So climate change, we know, is complicated because it's superimposed with these other cycles like El Nino and La Nina, which are natural cycles. How are the impacts they're playing out in the Galapagos? Yeah, as you mentioned, these are natural occurrences and, and the wildlife in the Galapagos are adapted to handle those natural cycles of El Ninos and La Ninas. But the concern there is that what if El Ninos are becoming more frequent, or in particular, these super El Ninos? As you know, we went had one in the early 80s, and then one in the late 90s, and then another uh, 2015, 2016, you know, with a gap of about 15 to 20 years apart. But now we're heading into a potentially one that was just in less than a decade later than the last one. And that's that frequency that could be a problem because the the wildlife there really suffers when the waters warm up because warmer water means less oxygen, less nutrients, and that affects a lot of the wildlife. What did you see this year and what do naturalists talk about with regard to animal life in this current scenario? Yeah, I think the thing that stood out to me, this is my third time in the islands, was a lot fewer marine iguanas. So when the waters really warm up, they suffer. Now, they have a unique adaption to El Nino where they actually digest their own bones and cartilage for energy and shrink their skeletons. But I saw a lot fewer of these marine iguanas, which typically are covering the rocks in some of the islands. Overall, what's your takeaway from this wonderful trip? 
you know, the Galapagos are just such a unique place. Uh, animals on islands are are really at risk because they're so specifically adapted to those areas. So there's a lot of groups trying to make sure that those animals uh, are preserved and can thrive there. Uh, it's all hands on deck, and the Galapagos are a great example of all the things we have to do to save wildlife and, you know, combat climate change. NPR News meteorologist Sven Sungard, thanks so much for sharing your perspective and your trip today. You're very welcome, Paul. There's a lot scientists don't know yet about how rapid and dramatic these changes are due to climate or natural cycles like El Nino. But what we're seeing in the Galapagos could be showing how even small changes in these currents and sea temperatures can cause big changes to local marine life. That's Climate Cast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hunter.